Blog Talk Radio. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darlings. Bonsoir. You flew in from the Riviera and I'm exhausted. My chiffon <laughs> is wet, my wig is wet, and I'm tired. Oh, I had to go to the royal wedding. It was wonderful. Honestly. Yes, but how long will it last? It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Princess Megan was so beautiful. One year. Harry was so handsome. Two years. Oh, and we danced all night. Mm. <laughs> <Glorious>. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Cattle? I can't complain. I can't complain at all. I'm just mad that you had so much daggone fun. <laughs> well, oh, I tell you, I went with her. I had to stay in the trunk of the car. Um, <laughs> oh, really? You, Kettle, Listening to you, Kevin, this is the first time we've heard that bloody American accent. Ooh, so ugly. <laughs> so ugly. I've been used to hearing people say things like, well, it's just like falling off a rock. And but a wonderful occasion. And we get back to Kettle and we hear, oh, and Daggett and Lou Daggett and, oh, my God. Oh, the American. Am I? The American language. Oh, It is. It is. Kettle, can you tell us what the rundown is for the night? I sure can. I see you're in a great mood tonight. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Summer is in the air for sure. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Lovely day for a party. It sure is. Well, we got some hot, hot topics just um, coming off the wire here. Um, Unfortunately, another uh, another shooting from an Indiana school shooting. Unfortunately, also explosion at an Indian restaurant in Canada. Interesting. Also, NFL's new national anthem policy. I hit it in quitted headlines. Record a fentanyl bust in Nebraska. Also, opioids found in Seattle area mussels. We can't even eat mussels now. Wow. Um, Milwaukee basketball player expected to sue after being also, fate of Donald Trump uh, Kim meeting uncertain. Um, also, Amazon Alexis records and shares women's private conversation. And uh, Morgan wow. Freeman apologizes amid sexual harassment accusations. Um, what's popping with Papa Didi? Got a surprise for us tonight. 
We're going to lighten it up with our weird news. Zombie alert sent to residents. Okay. Washington Highway covered in 40,000 pounds of chicken feathers. And also hotel cancels one group seeking to break world orgy records. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, what are you not getting? Living for the city with Papa Didi, another surprise for us tonight. My Hollywood wrap-up, I'm going to get into the Morgan Freeman uh, scandal, the wine sign um, scandal, and, and some more from Hollywood. Also, our cocktail of the week is called the Strawberry Shortcake. Okay. Um, I'll kiss it list in the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we're going to be back with the hot topic. This is Beyonce. No! It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the pajama party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh yeah, this is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to get in on the conversation. Or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on until 10 p.m. Eastern, so get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. Right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One of those Papa D. Maybe we kept. Hello. And red wine. Strawberry shortcake. Mm-hmm. You must be sipping <laughs> okay. on that. Yeah, that's the cocktail of the night. It smells like cucumbers okay. to me. <laughs> you always think you have cucumbers around. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I ain't going to touch it. See what you leave me to deal with, Carol. I see. All right. Well, since you got to deal with that, we're going to get into this first story then. Is that okay with you, Papa? Okay. Yeah, you're going to do your thing. All right. Unfortunately, another uh, shooting, and this happened in Indiana. Suspect in custody after shooting at Indiana Middle School. A student was taken into custody Friday after shooting at a Noblesville, Indiana Middle School, left three people injured, officials said. Noblesville Police Chief Kevin Jowitt told reporters that a teacher and a student were taken to hospitals with injuries from the shooting at Noblesville Middle School. But hospital officials said at least three people, including one adult, were being treated. One student had an ankle fracture. Um, The chief goes on to say um, the shooting was reported shortly after 9 a.m. A student asked for permission to leave the classroom and he returned armed with two handguns. The situation was quickly resolved, and the student was arrested in or, in or near the classroom. Um, the um, chief, Joe said a secondary threat was received at Noblesville High School. He goes on to say, we have multiple officers in the command post established at Noblesville High School and are diligently ensuring the safety of students and staff. 
We have not received any information that this has been anything other than a communicated threat. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. So uh, this is Noblesville, a town of 60,000. It's about 20 miles northeast of Indianapolis. And um, they said this has been um, the 23rd school shooting where someone was hurt or killed so far this year, an average of more than uh, one shooting a week. I mean, it, it, it's getting crazy. It's just, you know, what, what what do we do at this point? Well, can't I don't know. close down the schools. It's, it's, it's just crazy. You know, kids can't even go to school to learn. You know, it, it's just so many social issues, I think, that go, that is going on with these young adults that um, they just probably need some more counseling or some more help there at the schools, you know. I don't even know if that's the problem. Hmm. You think it stems from home? I mean, you know, the 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 parents. You know, um, something going on there. It's hard to say. I, I'm not really sure where the problem lies, but it does make you wonder what is happening at home that these kids feel like to resolve their issue, they want to take a gun to school and go shoot people because they're angry at whomever. Right. You know, since when well, did that become the way to solve problems? Right. Well, you know what? I I, I do kind of have a theory. I'm not a psychiatrist or anything like that. I don't say I know all the answers. But I'm feeling that this is a computer age. And a lot of times these kids, they're on these computers 24-7 all the time. And, you know, you're shooting, bang-banging people, whatever. I can just shoot this person and they're gone. In their mind, if somebody's bullying me or getting on my nerves at school or a teacher or whatever is getting on my nerves, this is how I rectify that situation. I shoot them, and it's over with. You know, I, I, oh, it's, like it's, the video not, games. Right. And I think that hmm. the kids need to move away from the video games and just be out and socialize because, to me, after a while, you don't have any social skills. You You lose all of that. You know, you you are far removed from someone, you know, walking down the street, a human being. You don't know how to communicate. These kids communicate on text. They don't call anymore, you know, on the phone. They use the phone for text and and video games. Wow. What do you think, Papa? Well, well, first of all, good evening, everyone. Good evening. I don't have a la- I don't have a language to say it to in like red wine. <laughs> anyway, I, I think that um uh I think that a profile is in order. You know, if you look at any crime show that makes any sense, you know, like uh your show with uh with your boy. Uh, well criminal minds. Criminal minds. They mm-hmm. use the word profile all the time. The profile means that you, uh, if you don't know, uh, it means that you that you you source the situation, you turn the situation into their own particular canned good, and you name it whether tomato soup or cream of mushroom or or whatever minestrone, and you analyze everything that went down with that particular situation. See, you know this this last situation, I believe it was the, the people were killed with the parents' gun. 
So therefore, we have to investigate where that gun that gun came from originally. Whether it did it have a serial number, was a serial number filed off of it, or mm-hmm. what have you? Because you know, a gun is a gun. When it's used in a crime, it's a gun, no matter what's behind it. But I think that we're taking the situation where, as we're looking at the, the community, the race of the shooter, and we're leaving out important parts based on what we're trying to keep under wraps. You know, I think I spoke last week on who's responsible for these shootings in most cases, but their profile is, you know, young white male student claiming to be bullied, claiming to be what have you. And that one case that happened about maybe a month ago, a month and a half ago, where that wasn't really a mass shooting. That person went right after who they were going after. He was mm-hmm. pissed, at that, pissed at that girl, killed that girl, and kind of found out the guy that she was talking to was a black guy. But But society or the media is never going to, Break it down like that, you know. Either they are afraid to, they don't want to get the facts of it, they don't want disgrace or or drop the reputation of the great white race or what have you. And it's a lot of narratives, and you got to look. You got to be able to see between the lines. You you, you can't look at it and and think, oh, you know, I'm just going to believe everything the media says. Look and see what happens. It was downplayed. I'm talking about the last case, not this last, not this. Oh, the previous la- one. The previous one where the situation was just the, the girl got killed, the boy was hurt, and it was a simple thing where somebody went in after the person they was after. Mm-hmm. But being in fact it was a school shooting, they kind of drew it all together, but that case didn't fall under the rest of it because it wasn't profiled. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, they it didn't investigate it. They didn't, you know, you see a good cop show, where they hang, like American Gangster, where they hung the pictures on the wall, who was who and was what. And every blackboard has pictures on the wall in that particular scenario of that particular case. And they don't do this. Oh, another school shooting. Let's go talk to Congress. Blah, 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 blah. Sweep on the rug. Blah, 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 blah. Why? Because they're hiding narratives because they don't want the racial aspect of things to become obvious when it already is. Hmm. So... You know, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Look at that. Look at that profile of the people that are doing it. Their race, their age. Where's the gun coming from? Oh, my the mom's gun. One guy a few a few times ago, the one that killed all the young kids in that school. The kid, the mother brought him a gun. You know, it's like what really? And she's not in jail. And he was only 17 when he did it. Mom brought him a gun when he was 15 because he was depressed. Here, open this up. Look at this nice, big, shiny gun. And here's bullets. This is how it works. And he wasn't even yeah. 17 years that? old. He went and killed up kindergarten kids and what have you. But, you know, that's a good so point. So they're, they're not think, focusing on the big picture. I do think that in cases like that, if the parents are the one that gave the, the kid a gun, especially when you're talking about an underage kid, you know, someone who's not even a legal adult, why aren't the parents held responsible like as an accessory or something? But why is the gun part of the issuance? You give people Well, a I gift. don't know why you would give a child you a gun. You give them a laptop. My you point them a... is if a parent gives a child a gun oh, and the on, child man. goes and kills somebody, right why say? isn't the parent held accountable at least as but an accessory But the first part of what you said, does that even sound right No, but I'm saying that's okay. the reality. So we're not going to say that. It makes that. no sense at all, but it's the reality. But we're not going to build a narrative around something that's not but supposed that's to be. But that's what's happening. If parents are giving kids guns because for whatever reason they think that makes sense in their world, then I'm saying the parents should be held accountable for if that kid kills somebody with that gun, themselves included. That's all I'm saying. 
I mean, aren't people considered an accessory to a crime if you're involved in it? Yeah, but pictures have to be put up on a blackboard, have to be investigated like any murder situation. But, no, it's just grandstand. It's kicked back to the Congress. It's kicked back over here. And, it's, you know, it's, it's swept under the rug, you know, inadvertently. So. All right. Anyway. Well, I've yeah. got another situation. I'm sorry. Did you have something else, Kettle? No, I was going to say, if you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press, and press one, one. Get in, yeah, get into do this deep discussion because, you know, like, like I said, that's the average. Uh, it's a shooting a week. You know, like I'm just going to have one example. Like Kelly Clarkson, she, she hosted the um, award show, Billboard Awards, and they wanted her to take a moment of silence because of the, you know, the, the victims and stuff. I think it wasn't this shooting but a, a previous shooting. And she's like, I'm just sick and tired of a moment of silence. When are we going to do something? You know. Yeah. When Her point was the something? moment of silence is not working. That's not right. accomplishing anything. So let's do something else that's going to actually, you know, change right. things. Right. And I feel as if the government, we can't always look to the government to do things. We have to do, to me, you have to do things individually in, individually in your own state. So if you cross the line, you know, like 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 Virginia, Virginia is, is one of the Commonwealth states. There's about six or seven of them like that. You go in Virginia and you do something. Oh, they got the right to do whatever the hell they want to do because they're Commonwealth. They don't go by nobody else's rules but their own. So you know, each state to me, this is just my opinion. They just gonna have to start making their own rules and their laws in their own state. So you know, they don't think twice about doing any any. Right, any type of shooting or anything, but still, like you said before, I think the parents do need to be held accountable to a degree. Mm-hmm. To an ultimate degree, especially if it was their gun from the beginning. Or right. period, like like you, you know, you made a good point, which we, which really elaborated on what I was saying that um, you have to make this a case in that particular state. That state should, and we should all be able to look back and say, where's that case at? Where do we where where are we standing with that particular case? But after two two or three weeks it's wrapped up and swept under the rug and it's moved on and nobody's talking about it. And that's what's killing it. Well unfortunately Not what made happens a case. is that we've been moving on to the next shooting. Yeah, but it doesn't mean the last one should the investigation should be over on the other no, one on who was what, what was what, what was killed, where's this person, where are the guns, where's the parents what was going on with this, you know, and the whole people accountable, but it's interesting. It's under a society that's uh, protected through um, privilege in some respect, and it's, it's, it's on the tail end of that. So, and I'm not going to get deep with it. Just, just, you know. Well, I think that society is starting to get numb to it. You know, just like with so many things. As long as your child. As long is, as you keep getting exposed to something, after a while. It's like the first time it happens, everybody is shocked. And then the next two or three times, people are like, oh, wow, that happened again? And then after about the fifth or sixth time, people go, wow, this is starting to become a routine. And then after about the eighth or ninth time, people just say, "Mm, another one. You know what I'm saying? It's like it just gets to that point where you start to feel numb. Yeah, but when you say numb, you're you're only numb because it wasn't your child. 
Well, of course. The people whose who kids are wrapped up home, in that. And it's going to be a whole different reaction. Exactly. And you but talk I'm, to I'm them. talking about society as a whole. When it's not your child or your parent or whatever being killed, I'm just saying when you hear the news again, each time I feel like society gets more and more numb to the whole situation. And I think that's why, to Kevin's point, you don't see like an uprising state by state coming up with some kind of result to say, this is what we've come up with for our state and this is what we're going to do. I feel like we're just kind of cataloging shootings now. Like, up oh, there's another one. Put another mark on the board. You know, silent moment of silence, and our hearts and prayers are with you. And you know, we're sorry this happened. And it it just seems like it's a routine. That's what I'm saying. It's a routine, and it should not be. But I'm gonna get off of that. I want to talk about another sad situation in Toronto. We have uh, investigators were seeking two suspects today after an explosion that was caused by a homemade bomb that ripped through an Indian restaurant at a mall in the Toronto suburb of, I don't want to mess it up, I think it's Mississauga, that wounded 15 people. Now, people said that two people came into place with their faces covered to conceal their identity, of course, Punk Bama move, and they came into the Bombay uh, Bombay Bell restaurant late Thursday, dropped the improvised explosive device, and then ran. So of course, when the thing exploded, there were there were children present. I mean, this is such a punk move. You know, this is not like the people who are willing to blow themselves up for their cause. These people came in there, dropped the homemade bomb covered their faces while they did it, and then ran. And they did not care who was in there at the time. I guess their mission was to try to kill some Indian people. I don't know. They were in an Indian restaurant. Sounds racially motivated to me. But the police are saying that they don't see any indication that this was a terrorism act. I'm like, really? You don't see this as an act of terrorism? What was it? Were they just trying to say howdy, neighbor? I I don't understand. What what te- what defines an act of terrorism now? Is it only when it involves people from uh, Iran or Iraq or Muslim people? Is that now the way that they categorize an act of terrorism? Anyway, so um, they were talking about the number of people that were injured and released from the hospital. Uh, initially, they said there were three Indian Canadians that suffered critical injuries and were being treated, and there was a remaining 12 victims uh, that were described as having minor and superficial injuries. Ages of the people ranged from 23 to 69, and there were some children under the age of 10 that were there, but they were not hurt. You know, glass was broken and stuff. You know, there was a kid's birthday party going on at the time. I mean, what is wrong with these people? Just animals. You see a kid's birthday party going on, you going to come in there and drop a bomb and run? I am shaking my head. I just don't know what to say about this. So this is happening in Toronto this week. You know, I don't know if people are just trying to top each other with who can do the most heinous crime. or I don't understand it. That's all I have on that. I don't get it. Yeah, very interesting. 
But I still, I'm blown away that the police are saying they are not categorizing this as an act of terrorism. Well, if you heard the last few crimes of that particular nature, nobody wants to hang their hat on the uh, terrorist uh, suggestion. You know, they don't want to hang their hat on it. I don't know why. Because it's big. Once you say that, it just rabbit ears and, and everybody now is starting to pay attention to that particular situation. So but a lot it's of these interesting, places, though, that whenever there's some Muslim people involved, they will throw the terrorism word out there real quick. But at this point, they, these people had their faces covered. They don't know the identity of the folks, the, the, the two people who did this. They're still looking for them. So I guess they're... I don't know. Are they waiting to find out if they're Muslim? I think they already know they don't want to expose them. Small towns like that, people know what Jeff and Jeff and Hazel's son has been doing for years. It looks like the work of Jeff and Hazel's son, so we're not going to really say anything because we know it was probably Jeff and Hazel's son. So hmm. they don't want to destroy the fabric See, of the That's community. disturbing in and of itself. Yeah. If people have information and they're just sitting back saying, well, you know, that boy's been touched for years, and at least he didn't kill anybody. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you can't take that position. Like the way he limped when he left out from it. It's deep. It's very deep. I, I hope that's not the case. Well, well you know, this next story uh, uh, is just amazing. I, You know, like like my man Joe Madison says, you really have to listen with a third ear, and you have to see with a third eye. The NFL, man, what a what a uh, what a rabbit chase this is, or a chicken chase this is. Now, they had the owners' meeting this week, and the owners' meeting consists of 32 owners. Okay, it was actually 31 because the Carolina Panthers owner, under scandal and under everything. And now he's got big money. He don't give a crap. He's selling the team. Now, in the beginning, um, P. Diddy was talking about buying it. But I guess he was so interested in that music show called Four, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. that I didn't hear from any hear me anymore. You know, um, so one of the minor owners of the Carolina Panthers ended up buying the team. So when you buy the team, it means you have to get – the other members, or not members, the other owners' approval. So they had this whole um, member, I keep saying member, excuse me. They had this, this whole owners' meeting where they went over a few topics about this and that, and they finally came to the kneeling at the national anthem, what they're going to do and all this other jazz. So now here's, here's the, the front side and the flip side. The front side said that, if you want to, if you don't want to, if you want to kneel, you have to kneel while you're out. You have to stand up while you're outside. If you want to kneel, just stay in the locker room and you come out when it's over. But all this is very contradictive because, as we all know, that the world is run through advertisement. It's run through products, you know, brands, and things like that. They run the world. They pay for their advertisement to be seen. And the NFL, being the whores that they are, okay, they will promote a product not only through the national anthem but through the kickoff. I watch games, and most of the time, your national anthems are usually shown on your Monday night football games where it's geared up for that particular city. 
you know, Monday night football. Oh, Monday night live from Philadelphia, yada, yada, yada. Live from Green Bay. So it's a it's a preempted, excited type moment. Now let's do the national anthem. Singing the national anthem tonight will be, but a regular Sunday game where the singer is just a, a little young girl from you know from bumfuck wherever, you know, and she's doing the national anthem and and it's just mom, dad, or two brothers and one sister in the audience. Yada yada yada. The advertisers know that and they know that Bud Light is the official beer of the NFL. So they're going to get that last Bud Light commercial in there, being the whores that they are. So no one instant replay is there. So you missed the national anthem. You missed the kickoff. And by the time they come on, the commentator said, well, welcome, welcome back to the game. We're going to show the instant replay of the kickoff where the gentleman fumbled the ball. No, we didn't see none of this, okay, because the whores took over the whole lead of the game. And this happens all the time. So how are you going to emphasize kneeling when we only see kneeling when it's a game that has some significance? But regular games, you don't even see the damn kickoff. Sometimes not even the first play of the first, you know, uh, possession of the ball. So that is so controversial and so unnecessary. And they got a nerd to turn narratives, making people believe that the black guys in kneeling don't believe in life, liberty, and country. And half of them got brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers who's military people. So how's that the case? You know, Trump just came in and hijacked the whole situation. You know, Colin Kaepernick was just, uh, he was blackballed, and anybody else who was kneeling was blackballed. And those gentlemen can't get back in the game again because these 32 owners, and getting back to the 32 owners, which was 31, but they just approved the minor owner of the Carolina Panthers. So now he officially owns the Carolina Panthers now. So it's 32 white men again in charge of it. So, you know, where where is it? What, what does all this even mean? There's no minority representation of a game that has 70, 79 to 80% black men. It's unbelievable. It's, just, it's unbelievable. So this story about the National Anthem policy, oh, my God, we just don't like Tear that up because it don't even make sense to even read it. Because it doesn't even mean nothing. You know, Bud Light got that beginning of that game or whatever, whatever try to advertise, you know. So, anyway, that's it for that story. Okay, then. So, well, so let me ask you this. So, if they don't abide by the policy, then what? They get fined? Is that what you're saying? They, they'll get fined? I thought that's what I heard today. Yeah, all kind of repercussions will come from it. You know, so it's just, you know. It's so like, they're saying if you don't, if you come out of the locker room and then refuse to stand for the anthem, you get fined and whatever else they decide to do to you. See, I have a problem with that. Yeah, you know, what crazy. happened to freedom of speech and freedom of whatever, whichever amendment that is? Why? Which amendment is that? First Amendment? Something like I, I that. would imagine your 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 ability to speak would have to be first. Yeah. So it's just it's just amazing. Know. It's absolutely amazing. That whole football thing is a scam. It's a big scam. Because there's yeah. so many things going on in the beginning of that game where everybody's trying to get their thing off with everything and 
promote and shoot to this one and go to that one. This one's doing this and this one's doing that one. Who's in a special guest? They can avoid and evade that national anthem all day long. So you yeah. know, it was a spectacle, you know, and they, they hijacked it and took it over and made people feel like black folks are just so, again, the facilitators of the madness when the madness is already in place. Well, your boy in the White House said that he was happy with it, of course, and he said anybody who won't stand for the anthem in this country ought to be kicked out of the country. They shouldn't even be here. Oh. Yeah, well, as long as there's a majority of black people on the end of that arrogance, he's fine with it, but he won't say that at a hockey game, you know, <laughs> so we want to go there, so. Wow. You know? All righty. Yep. Well, that's that's the hot topics if you want to get in on the conversation. If you're on the line, you can press 1. Otherwise, give us a call, 914-803-4306. And what do they have to do, Kevin? Press 1. All right. We're going to take a quick break and come back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines on the Pajama Party Show. Call a friend, tell a friend right now. Your finest cognac over a glass of ice and a short glass. Goes great with Papa DD's segment. Living for the City on Blog Talk Radio every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or apajamaparty.com on a live stream. I want to talk to that Papa DD myself. I'm going to hit him up. It's on 914-803-4306. Once again, that's 914-803-4306. And you should too. All right, welcome back to the John Party. Money host Papa Dino here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. Yeah, we're here every Friday night doing our thing. Um, do we have a caller? Uh, yes, we do. We have a caller. We're going to get this caller in and see what the caller has to say about what's going on. Caller, go right ahead with your comment and welcome to the show. You're on caller. Go right ahead. Okay, we got a shy caller. We hear you breathing. <laughs> okay, we'll put you back in the queue. If you change your mind, press one again to clear it, and then one again if you want to talk. All right, we'll move on to the hit it and quit it headlines. Uh, let's see. I've got the first story. Let's talk about this fentanyl. A bust that happened in, where is this, Nebraska? This is a crazy story. I don't know how this one truck person got a hold of all this fentanyl, but uh, this happened, like I said, in Nebraska. CNN reported that uh, the state patrol seized about 120 pounds of fentanyl, which they said is enough to kill 26 million people. This is crazy. Enough fentanyl to kill 26 million people? On Thursday, the uh, uh, the governor, Governor Pete Ricketts, announced the bust and said it's the largest in the state's history and one of the largest in the entire country. Authorities seized 118 pounds of fentanyl during a routine traffic stop on the interstate, uh, interstate 80 near Kearney, Nebraska. The troopers became suspicious of a semi-truck 
that was driving on the shoulder lane. They searched the vehicle and found the drugs in a hidden compartment. And at first, the troopers believed that they had found mostly just cocaine, but when further testing showed that it was fentanyl. Now, the troopers did not immediately test the drugs due to the dangerous nature of the substance. So I guess what you see on TV where they see a white powdery substance and they touch it and put it on their tongue, they don't do that anymore because that stuff will kill you now. That was TV. I don't think anybody... Yeah, I don't know if that was ever true, but they don't do it. They said, no, nah, do that. We got to send it to the lab and get it tested. So uh, the driver of the truck, Felipe Janeo Minaya, 46 years old, and the passenger, Nelson Nunez, who's 52, both from New Jersey, were arrested on suspicion of possession of a controlled substance with intent to deliver. Now, see, this goes back to what I was saying about somebody being an accessory. Now, the guy driving, he was in trouble, but they also busted the passenger. He was just riding. But he's going down with this dude. So they said the value of the drugs were estimated at more than $20 million. $20 million of fentanyl. This is insane. They said, mm-hmm. I'm still blown that they said this stuff could kill 26 million people. They said a lethal dose is two milligrams. That's a tiny little bit. Wow. Two milligrams? Mm. How much is that? Like like a pinhead? I don't know. Two milligrams mm-hmm. can be a lethal dose, they said, for most people. And it's mm-hmm. a powerful opioid that's 50 to 100 times more potent than morphine and 30 to 50 times more potent than heroin. Wow. And this stuff is dangerous. Mm-hmm. They're saying that even though it can be prescribed by physicians for pain relief, the vast majority of overdose cases are thought to be the result of an illicit production and distribution of it. Mm-hmm. And synthetic opio- opioid, uh, such as fentanyl, are the number one killer in the opioid epidemic. It's rough. I'm still uh, tripping off of 26 million people. This was enough to kill 26 million people. You could wipe out right. like an entire, a couple of states with this, with that mm-hmm. amount that they had in that truck. Wow. But but check this out. I don't know if it lists the um, the um, side effects of, of this particular uh, drug, fentanyl. It it causes the effects, uh, side effects would be nausea, constipation, sleepiness, confusion, also, um, serious side effects may include decreased um, effort to breathe. I'm like, are you serious? Uh, I, I don't want none of that medication. No, thank you. Uh-uh. But, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But it, it said it can be used as an injection or skin patch or, um, you know, I guess um, through the mouth, you know, uh, as a pill. But, mm-hmm. uh I mean, I'm going to be cautious now. The doctor prescribed some fentanyl or something like that. I said, uh-uh, no thank you. Like, uh, remember the, um, unfortunately, the um, propofol with the, the situation with Michael Jackson? Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, want any propofol, don't want any fentanyl. No. no. Uh-uh. So, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, everybody is high nowadays. I mean, they're in some type of opioids or fentanyl. That's the choice of drug. It's not marijuana or cocaine anymore. It's this, fentanyl or opioids. It's 
crazy. Well, you see how strong this stuff is. So I guess for people yeah. who have a genuine issue with pain, you know, if other things aren't working for them, this stuff sounds like this is the, the mamma jamma. Yeah. But the problem yeah. is because it's so strong, it's so easy to overdose with it. That's true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. Well, speaking of opioids, what else is going on with that? Uh, you guys are going to trip out on this. Opioids are found in um, some Seattle area muscles, muscles that you eat. Um, America's opioid epidemic has ravaged the country by land and is also making its presence felt by sea. Um, Washington mm-hmm. State researchers tracking pollution levels uh, in Puget Sound have discovered traces of opioids in mussels in harbors in Seattle, in the city in the Seattle area, according to the um, uh, Puget uh, Sound Institute. Um, through a monitoring program, the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife found enough oxycodone for shellfishes to test positive for the addictive prescription drug in three locations. Um, the mussels are filter feeders and contaminants from their environment became concentrated in their tissues. Um, I guess they've been doing some serious research. To run um, contaminant tests, scientists transplanted a number of clean mussels um, from um, Wibdeby Island to what Rice called highly urbanized areas away from any commercial shellfish bed. So they're doing a lot of testing, they're saying, and, 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 and this, this is what they're coming up with. Um, so they're saying that, wait, 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 back up, I'm sorry. You're saying <laughs> that there's opioids somehow naturally occurring in mussels, like the seafood mussels that I love right. so much. Yeah, it says mussels are filter feeders and contaminants from their environment become concentrated with their tissues. So apparently the the opioid is in the water. That's what it sounds like to me. It says um, the trace amounts of isocodone found were thousands of times lower than what would be a typical dose for humans. Um, The muscles like so they're saying it's lower doses, but it's still there. Right. Um, still, fish may pose an issue. Right. As researchers have shown, um, zebrafish will, with a dose themselves with opioids, and scientists think that other types of fish, like salmon, may actually be similar. It's like we have to watch everything that we eat now. I'm like, are you serious? Oh, my goodness. I've never heard of such a thing. I mean, like, when did this start happening? This is something they just recently discovered? Right. Um, okay. It's also saying in these cases, traces of the drugs likely made their way into wastewater and evaded filtrate, filtration to reach the harbor waters. Hmm. Wow. Okay. I tell okay. you, nowhere. So, it's, it's, so it's, it sounds like it's not naturally in the water. It has... It has gotten into the water because, you know, you know, some people dispose of their um, um, drugs and stuff. They may dispose of them down the commode. So apparently they go through that water system, but then that it hasn't been filtrated out. 
Oh. So it's, it's, it's nothing that's naturally in the muscles. That's what it sounds like to me. So this sounds like another reason why we shouldn't flush old medications down the toilet, huh? There you go. There you go. So, yep, got to dispose of it properly. So. Oh, boy. So now I've got to watch the muscles that I enjoy eating so much. <laughs> or just make sure they well, didn't they, come from the, over there. Seattle, Washington. Yeah, if they came from Seattle, Washington, I guess you're going to start asking, well, where do your muscles come from? <laughs> Man, this is like that romaine lettuce all over again. I know. I know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Can't win. Can't win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't win for losing. Yeah. All right. True thing. Well, thank you, Kettle, for crushing my hopes and dreams of eating mussels. My bad. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. All right, well, I'm going to move on. Uh, I've got one. Uh, your boy, Trump. Trump in the Kim meeting is still uncertain, but there is a commemorative coin that was already put in production and done ahead really? of the meeting. So apparently somebody... I don't know if they jumped the gun or, or what. I don't know. But the fate of the meeting, uh, the summit, is still up in the air, remaining uncertain. After a series of provocative statements from North Korea, and I heard provocative statements from Trump as well, but mm-hmm. even if history is not made, a commemorative coin coin has already been created by members of a White House military unit forever memorializing what could have been. So members of the White House Communications Agency, which provides a range of communication support to all U.S. presidents, created and issued a commemorative coin featuring Trump and Kim Jong-un with the words peace talks above it. So you see the, if you see a picture of it, it's Trump's, like, Side, what do you call it? silhouette? A silhouette of him facing the silhouette of Kim Jong Un, and then the words "peace talks" are, are above it. It was one of these colorful coins, and the coin, of course, quickly sparked controversy amid questions about the White House's role in creating it, and the criticism also featured Kim's, uh, Kim Jong Un's likeness and referred to him as Supreme Leader Kim Jong Un which is his official North Korean title. I guess people in in this country had a problem with calling him the supreme leader, but uh, that is the man's title in North Korea, so y'all need to get over it and suck it up. But anyway, the coin, which members of the White House Communications Agency create for every presidential trip abroad, was not created or approved by the White House, and they're saying it was not paid for, using government funds. So my question is then where does the money come from for this? You know, nobody's saying what what how did it get paid for? They're just saying, well we didn't use government money for it, but the White House is saying, well we didn't know about it. We didn't know anything about it and we didn't review it. We didn't approve it. Now does this sound like the Keystone Cops to you? Yep. So sure does. Exactly. So the deputy, what's his name, deputy press secretary Raj Shah said that members of the military unit have manufactured these kind of coins going back to 2003 and that they're available for purchase. Now here's question number two. 
if government money didn't pay for it and the White House says they didn't even know that they were being done and if they're available for purchase, where does the money go? If the government didn't spend money to do it, to create them, when people buy them for, you know, coin collectors and whatnot, where does the money go? That's what I'd like to know. You said you didn't use government money to make them, so when people buy them, who's pocketing that money? I'm curious. Yeah, so they're saying I the coins too. were designed, manufactured, and made by an American coin manufacturer, and they're souvenir coins only ordered after the trip has been publicly announced. So the White House says they didn't have any input into the design or the manufacture. So anyway, mm-hmm. we already know that the meeting so far is not going to happen unless something else happens and it's back on again. But right now the meeting's off. So wherever this alleged money came from that was allegedly not from the government's bank account, I guess they just wasted some money if this meeting never happens. Mhm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like understand why did he, why why did he cancel? Is there any reason why he canceled, or he just being Donald Trump? I don't know. I think it was a combination of things. Why do you think he canceled Papa Didi? Hey, I don't, it was a cancellation on based on uh, pre-factual situations showing the areas that were going to be bomb raggedy anyway. They let. Journalists in there and didn't let the people who were the real scientists in there. So they didn't want to take the risk. It just, it just, it got ugly, you know. Now these were in the areas where they, they were, were saying they were destroying their nuclear, nuclear testing he areas. Have, he don't have no nuclear stuff. He, they need to front that game so they can have a good, you know, a good. Uh, just make a good show of. Make it. a good show of it, you know, just like Saddam Hussein. He should never, he should never gotten uh, attacked by. You know, Bush going to war against Iraq. That that was horrible. I mean, mm. He was not. He had nothing going on. He was just a person that was able to keep ISIS at bay because they believed that he was a bad dude. But then ISIS came over there and toppled him over, and ISIS came alive because the one person that was hiding everything was Saddam. And then we got rid of Saddam. We messed up the oil fields. Oil spraying out over in Kuwait, where the Japanese now has a. They built a. Uh, they build land on top of the Mediterranean Sea to suck all that oil out of those Kuwait pipelines that we ain't paying no rabbit mind to. We ain't, we we just let it go. I felt like the war was over and me back in my life. And now, you know, it's just it's amazing. There's no loyalty amongst thieves. Never was. Know that. And and right now Trump is seeing there's somebody that could be just sneaky and creepy as him. Yeah. Yeah, I think he met his match. All right. Um, let's see. Well, while you got the mic, what's going on with the uh, player in Milwaukee? Well, this gentleman here was uh, confronted, you know, Milwaukee Bucks as a basketball team. You know, from what's seen on the video outside the story, you know, this man was confronted by, like, six police officers that just confronted him, didn't know who he was. So, obviously, they're hockey fans and they're not basketball fans. So, you know, who he was and it was just, just a total adolescent Keystone cop confrontation and everything. It just got completely ugly, you know, and they they tased the guy, grabbed him, grabbed him, and they all threw him to the ground, and the guy said, tase. The cop screamed out tase like four times to tell his cops, to tell his cop friends to get off of him because electricity is electricity. 
and that's got nobody's name on it. Oh, that's like when they if say clear. It, yeah, like exactly. Yeah, get out the way about this zapper. When he yelled up, you know. So what he actually did was he, he parked his car in front of Walgreens across a handicap spot. Mm-hmm. And we'll, uh. And the police came and swarmed on him like, on like him he like, had shot someone. And this man is a starting football, basketball player for the Milwaukee Bucks. And they, they, he said, well, well, who are you? You somebody famous? Four of them was in there. Nobody knew who he was. He said, I'm not saying he's, he didn't go off like old girl the one that hangs with Oprah now. What's her name? Uh, remember she got stopped by the cops? Oh, uh, what is her name? Legally Blonde. Mm, uh, I'm Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon got stopped, and she was screaming, "You know who I am? Do you know who I am?" He <laughs> wasn't even playing like that. He said, "Well, you don't know who I am. I'm not gonna tell you who I am." What are you? Then he said, "What are you? Some kind of comedian or something?" Or they they sound like they were trying to aggravate him on with sarcasticness, where the whole policeman assailant arresting was just totally. Taken out of context. They just went into a personal hate for for a black man. And then the one guy just started, he just pulled out his taser because he, he had put, after they were talking all the crap, he put his hand back in his hoodie and the guy said, Get your hands out of your pocket. Then he ruffled him up and there again. And when the guy said, Taser, taser. And they backed off of him and they shot him in the side of his face with a taser. It was crazy. Yeah, that was insane. It was crazy. And the mayor got on there and said, Man, this is this is off the chain. What is wrong with my cops? They were just, you know, they were just. They lost their mind. So situation was ugly. Mm. Oh, so what happened with the cops? I mean, suspension or? Yeah, they've gotten. They were yeah. They've they gotten uh, disciplined. They didn't say what type of discipline or what have you. But uh, nobody said anything about anybody being fired. But I'm sure they'll retrain them or what have you. You know, but it was very ugly. It was. It was unnecessary. Didn't they have like six cars up there? It was six cars, six cops. They could just handcuff the guy, took him to the police station, whatever. But they all made a scene, and it was on camera, and it was bright lights, and you seen it all, and it was just, it was just racism at its finest hour. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think, I think after a while they don't have anything to do. They they hear things on the radio. Yeah, of course. Oh, These man. guys didn't, they didn't know basketball. Yeah, like, we're gonna go check it out. Yeah. They didn't know basketball at all. Okay. These were five cops that were hockey fans or whatever they were into. But I'm saying it shouldn't matter that he was a basketball celebrity athlete, whatever. What happened to human decency? You know. The man didn't rob the Walgreens. He parked across some handicapped spots. So at worst, you give him a fine. You give him a ticket for that and keep it moving. You don't but go you in there and rough up somebody and tase them over that. You, you know, it's unfortunate that we don't see the whole incident. Because a lot of times we see on the um, YouTube page or somebody is taking a picture of, we see the aftermath or in between. We don't see what happened at the very beginning. I mean, somebody had right. a good point made to me, and I said, well, I, you know, you do have to look at the whole picture. We don't know what, what that basketball player said to those cops. You know, after, you know, he's fussing with them and cussing them out and stuff after a while, you know, who's going to be able to take it that long? So they get into their mode and, like, 
okay, we're going to take you in. We need to call for backup. So it becomes, a, 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 it escalates into um, what we see the aftermath of. I think we just don't see the very beginning of what happened. And I well, think that's we true, just, but, sometimes but I people wouldn't just, just misjudge. Right. Well, right. that's true. I agree. But I would not just make the assumption that he was, you know, being belligerent or anything else like that. He might have been very polite, for all we know. He might have said, good evening, officers, is there a problem? You know, we don't know. Or he could have said, you know, what do you want? The F you want. Back up off of me. You know, who knows? So so, so you're saying that this, this ball player parked in a handicapped space and all of this stuff escalated. Yeah. He parked across two handicapped spaces. I'm not sure if he parked, like, horizontally across two vertical spaces. I'm not sure. They said he parked oh, across two I handicapped see. spaces. So the cops, mm-hmm. you know, he, it, at a Walgreen of all things. You and know, it wasn't the like they, he was they, buying they a case of liquor or he was drinking right. or anything. He was going in a Walgreen. But most of the time they give you a ticket and they keep going. That's what I'm saying. So... If so, you park the sign at the handicap spot, say, if you park here without a proper permit, you can right, be ticketed or possibly towed. Right. So my Why thing do you is need six you, police cars to come up on you and tase you and right. and throw you on the ground and all this kind of stuff? Unless you're saying they're waiting for him to come out. It just doesn't make any sense. If anything, no, it you doesn't. Either, like, like, like you said, found his car ticketed. Or if he came outside, he, his car would have been gone because it would have been towed. So, exactly. You know, and I don't understand why there was even any interaction with the police. If he was parked illegally, they did not see a handicap permit display, they should have just written a ticket, stuck it on the windshield, and kept it moving. Right. So the, the more I think about it, the more I'm saying I don't believe that they didn't know who he was. I think they looked at him and said, oh, that's one of those privileged you know, oh, he's a rich so-and-so, he thinks he's special, we're going to make an example out of him and let him see. You ain't nobody special. Because why would you be there messing with him like that? They All they had to do was write a ticket and keep it moving. They didn't have to say one word to him. He didn't have to say anything to them. Right. Yeah, I agree. Again, I didn't see all the video before of the piece that we did see. I don't know what really happened, but mm-hmm. that's that's my version mm-hmm. speculating of what I think should have happened. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I think they were just messing with a brother, but Probably you know so. that's the militant thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight. Nine one four eight zero three forty three zero six. And press and one. Press one. Yeah, Press one. Get All the key. Right. Uh, let's see. Oh, Papa Didi, you have one more about Alexis, and then Kelly, you can close it out with the the last topic. I sure will. Here, this, this particular one was it, it was. I didn't excite me that tough, you know. It, it showed that uh, that the Alexa brand would have recorded something that went back to the people who owned it went back to one of their uh, employees. Uh, back to where they normally talk, I guess, to him at any time. And finally, 
he connected and recorded. But if you're going to have Alexa all over your house and have all that quantraphonic, you know, robotic situation, I think you need to protect yourself from that from the beginning, you know, and not let it go on so so deep. Like it just covers every little thing, you know, every little. Yeah, they had everything you know, hooked, they had up everything hooked up to it. Controlling really. the heat, air, the lights, and I don't yeah, know what they else. Yeah, the whole nine. So therefore, the television and yeah, that was that was so in denial of. Uh, but I will say that when you have those devices, there is still an expectation of privacy that you do not anticipate. That when you're just sitting in your room having a conversation or talking on the phone, that that device is listening, first of all, and second, that it's not just listening but recording what you're saying when you did not say the wake-up word to activate it. So you don't anticipate that you're being recorded. And in this in this instance, this thing recorded their conversation and then randomly picked somebody in their contact list and sent the message to them. That's crazy. So I don't know. I mean, I have one of those devices, and I enjoy, you know, just playing with it, but I'm not going to let that thing control my house. Yeah. And I'm thinking about unplugging that sucker now after that. <laughs> uh, you going to get rid of Alexis? You going to kill her? It was I might fight. have to give her a vacation. And it was like Alexis farted, you know, and, and it just went all around the. Yeah, sort of mm-hmm. the fart heard around the world. Yeah, the fart heard around at least 150 miles away. Yeah. All right, so if you got one of those devices, you better watch yourself. Because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. never know when she might be eavesdropping. I know that's right. So, I mean, I mean... The conversation was it busting somebody out, or just she just repeated the conversation of what they were talking about? I think it it didn't sound like it was anything detrimental. It was just a general husband and wife having a conversation, and somebody mm-hmm. it was one of his employees who called and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, I don't know why I got this message sent to me," and they were like, "What are you talking about?" And he said, <laughs> oh, "I just heard you all having a random conversation. It sounds like." And she said, no, nah, uh-uh, no way. He said, uh, y'all were talking about this, that, and another. And she was like, what? Yeah, that's what we were talking about. She was blown away. I can imagine. All right. Okay. So I'll, I would just say for our listeners, if you have one, it does have a little microphone button on it that when you push that microphone, you disable mm-hmm. her ability to listen. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. if you're trying to have private conversations that you don't want her to hear, <laughs> you might want to go push that mic button. It basically you tells her pro- to cover your ears. You said private conversations or private relations. What did you say, uh, Rewan? See, there you go. Get your mind out the gutter. <laughs> but that's a good point. Uh, Whichever okay. one you maybe have, you might want to push that <laughs> mic button. Okay. Well, I'm going to close. I'll just hit it and quit it then, like you said. Unfortunately, another one bites the dust. And we're talking about Morgan Freeman. That was my boy. Morgan Freeman accused of sexual harassment by eight women. Oh, Oh, boy. Morgan Freeman has been accused of sexual and verbal harassment by eight women. 
According to CNN, the women who say Freeman subjected them to inappropriate remarks about their bodies alleged that he harassed them on the set of his film. Um, one woman um, in the summer of 2015 worked as a production assistant on the set of, of a particular comedy called Going in Style. She experienced months of harassment, claiming the actor touched her inappropriately and frequently commented on her figure and clothing. Uh, on one occasion, um, Freeman kept trying to lift up my skirt and asked me if I was wearing underwear. Another woman who um, was part of the production staff from the 2012 heist thriller, uh, Now You See Me, she alleges that Freeman harassed her and an assistant by um, making crude comments about their bodies. Um, in a statement, Freeman said, anyone who knows me or has worked with me knows I am not someone who would intentionally check out that word, intensely offend or knowingly make anyone feel uneasy. I apologize to anyone who felt uncomfortable or disrespected. That was never my intent. Now, Freeman is 80 years old. You still wow. uh, mess around with young girls? Um, <laughs> also, um, another woman, she said um, that they were victims of Freeman's misconduct at the actor's production company, Revelations Entertainment, which he founded in 96 with with uh, business partner Lori um, McCleary. They describe a toxic workplace atmosphere with six former staffers claiming they witnessed Freeman's behavior firsthand. A former manager of the company said Freeman would come over to uh, her desk and say hi, and then he would stare at me. Stare at her what? breast. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, another staffer, which was a male, he char- he characterized Freeman as a creepy uncle. You know, just mm. lurking around, I guess. So I'm like Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. Oh boy! But I did hear oh, today that. that uh, oh, go ahead. Hmm. I'm sorry. No, I, I did hear today that that a few sponsors were. Um, pulling away from um, Morgan Freeman, so he got a lot at stake. So he he really needs to come out publicly and I, I think you know say a few more words than what he has been doing. But um, you know, like an old man being. Yeah, I have a problem with that. But I have a problem with that because mm-hmm. right now you're talking accusations. There has been no proof of guilt, other unless you want to count his apology where mm-hmm. he did not admit to doing anything. He said, I didn't mm-hmm. do anything intentionally to mm-hmm. be disrespectful or make anybody uncomfortable. He did not mm-hmm. admit that, yes, I've been grabbing people or trying to do this, that, or another. So mm-hmm. these sponsors who were already saying, well, we're taking away his contract to be the voice mm-hmm. for this product or that commercial, et cetera, I just feel like mm-hmm. this is another case of people jumping the gun. Mm-hmm. They did it with Cosby, and they're doing it with him. Mm-hmm. And also, the uh, actors' union, SAG and AFTRA, they're thinking mm-hmm. about rescinding his lifetime achievement award that they presented to him. Wow! They mm-hmm. said that they're going to make a determination, you know, sometime soon. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how? That was based on his accomplishments as an actor. Not his right. personal behavior. 
Right. Just two different things. I mean, you know, you can't take away, like you said, his his acting abilities and things he's done. That that shows what he's done in that marketplace. You know, um, that's just so unfair. You know, it's totally so, unfair. So we shall see what's going to happen in the coming days. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What, it's it's going to be Now, I was waiting to see if Papa Didi was going to weigh in on the Morgan Freeman story. He's sitting here all too quiet and thinking. No, I, I mean, I have no strong opinion. I haven't really seen anything on it that heavy or what was said or what was done. And it seems like accusations nowadays is knocking people out the box. Just on the accusation. It gets deep like that. Everybody better watch out when that happens because after a while, nobody's going to know what to say to a woman. And, you know, flirtation mm-hmm. has its place in some respects. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I, mean, I never went to the top like that, but I definitely did throw out some flirtation. and said some, I never used my hands on nothing. I never touched them or anything like that, you know. But I, I often had used, you know, my, my, my charismatic uh, nature. I'm a lover, not a fighter. And, uh, you know. How are you now? Well, you know. Why you always fight us? He knows not what he does. Oh, gosh. He said we're in the neutral zone. That's why he fights us. Just like dogs, they smell butts when they meet each other. I smelled your butt. I smelled nothing. Oh, my God. I smelled absolutely nothing. So, therefore, I said, okay, these are co workers. (laughs) Really, Papa? That's how that works. Uh, uh, from Morgan Freeman to Butt. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, but I wasn't even going well, to go I'm just saying, you know, Morgan Freeman, um, and you got to stop taking back everything you give, and you, we, you, we don't even want to do these in relationships. You don't go back and take what you gave somebody. You gave somebody a gift. You gave her a nice ring, a nice bracelet. You can't say we broke up. Give me that back. That belongs to that person now. You brought it. You gave it to them good intentions. So now people are taking it back, honorary degrees and everything they gave that person. They're pulling it back in the name of what? I don't. I don't understand that. I think that's a bull, shiggity move. But anyhow, all right, Papa Didi. Well, why you got the mic? You want to go into what's popping? Oh uh, yeah. Um, what you got for us tonight? I just have a variety of things, you know. Like I was saying before, I just want to elaborate on the case-by-case case situation of these shootings. You know, we every like you said, Kettle, every state and every, not even, not just the state, but the, the actual police department, the county, break it down even further. Give everybody something to do. Give everybody some work to do. Don't just hand over to the FBI. They got some serious things to take care of. Break it down to the people that, that are running the, the lower municipal, the municipality of the particular county or what have you, and let them continue to investigate and, and report to the, the the parents of their findings and things like that. Everybody throws it to the FBI and through the government, and the government just says, well, we can't do anything. It happened. Let's put some balloons out and some bears and some, you know, the prayers and all that jazz. And, um, you know, and, and I also want to speak on uh, the fact that we were talking about earlier about the uh, – the opiates and things like that, you know, these things are people are trying to uh, bring these things in their areas illegally, mm-hmm. you know, so they're letting it stick to something that gathers algae 
you know, like a, uh, even they got to take the time when the muscles do come in and scrape them off personally on the table, they know it's big money and they know it's a high if they need it. So there again, we're giving the privileged people an excuse saying, oh, it's just you're getting older and you're not with it and you're yada, 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 and it's just, you know, it's real. And the thing that's messing them up is that a lot of people on the right side are worried about all these people getting strung out because that's their voters. So you're, you're what you call it, gentrifying? You're, mm-hmm. you're gentrifying a neighborhood, but the dope is beating you to the punch when it comes to... Uh, Knocking the people out of the box, so the minority is going to end back up with the stuff anyway. They're going, to, they're going to get tired of building and rebuilding, and the people they build to, they get in foreclosure and kicked out because they're junkies. So you, you wait and see. God don't like ugly, so they're going to get so ugly. Hmm. Not going to get but so ugly. So interesting but anyway you know just just to recap on a lot of things that we spoke on i think uh what i'm speaking on and um what's popping tonight it's just uh everything has its, 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 its mirror image of what it is you know trump found out that uh kim jong-un was bsing him mm-hmm. and he said well, we can't go through that they he said, that place is already old and crazy back there. The areas they're going to blow up, it's already, they ain't even using it. So Trump, you know, in that respect, I appreciate Trump because he's not, a, he's not stupid. He's not stupid. He's just trying to gather his own situation. But he's being distracted by his own particular uh, things he's done and things like that. So he can't even get comfortable in a job of the presidency because he probably should have went there and toyed with it with the with – the, um, What, that summit? With the whole, no, with, with his election situation. I don't think he should have took it the first time. He should have seen what kind of strength he had and then back out of it so he can get back to business. But, no, his ego led him to the presidency, and now he's got a bunch of troubles with him. You know, he's almost like, uh, you know, what's that guy's name, Pigpen on a... Well, Peanuts? On a Peanuts, yeah. Everywhere he goes, there's dust around him, so he can't relax. Right, wants to find out something. So just to recap, you know, uh, what's popping is just the fact that uh, so many things going on in different scenarios. Just keep your eyes wide open and understand what's happening with things. Don't don't walk around here stupid. I don't care how sexy you are. Don't be stupid. Okay, now. That's all I got to say. That's it. All right. Appreciate it. <laughs> Heard that. Don't be stupid. All right, man. Stupid, stupid. Yeah, don't have time to be stupid. All right, um, let's see. Well, this is the Pajama Party Show. If you want to join the conversation, call us at 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you're already on the line, you can press 1 to get in the queue. Uh, Let's see. It's that time to lighten it up and get into the weird news. And, uh, oh, I'm up first? Okay, I'm up first. Okay, I got zombies. (laughs) Zombie alert. Out of Lake Worth, Florida, officials say that they still don't know who sent a zombie alert to residents of a Florida city following a power outage. Now, just think about that for a minute. The power goes out, and then you get an alert on your phone talking about a zombie alert. (laughs) That's not a good thing. 
not a good thing. Lake Worth spokesman Ben Ben Kerr says an independent investigation is underway to determine who was behind the message that went out to 7,880 customers during the 27-minute power outage last Sunday. You know those people were losing their minds. It says during the city's own investigation, Kerr said officials determined that no current or former employee edited the pre-prepared message to include the warning of a zombie invasion. He told the Palm Beach Post that nobody was fired for it because they couldn't figure out who did it. He said that a hacking issue came up during Hurricane Irma last September, but that the issue was dealt with quickly. I guess somebody put a crazy message on there then. He said officials Mm -hmm. thought that they had gotten all the crazy messages out, but it turns out there was this one left hiding in the system. What are you going to do? I'm just trying to figure out, like, if you get a power outage and then you get one of those emergency alerts, you know how you get those emergency messages on your cell phone where you get that loud noise? Mm-hmm. And it's like that beep, beep, and you go pick up your cell phone, and it's like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? And you get a message talking about zombie alert. There's a zombie alert. And you're like, wait a minute, this is an official message coming through. Are they that serious? Would be crazy. That would be crazy. That is crazy. crazy. Yes, it is. Who does that? People that like to hack systems and do crazy things just to see if they can create (laughs) havoc, I guess. Well, man, that's the season. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Going over to Papa Didi, what you got for us? I have a... Oh, there he is. Papa Didi? Yeah, I have a story that talks about the... Washington State Highway was covered in 40,000 pounds of uh, chicken feathers. Okay, Okay, a semi, which we all know is a rig 18-wheeler. Semi overturned. Let me see if I can get my most studious voice. Okay, a semi overturned across an interstate. Early Wednesday, spilling about 40,000 pounds of chicken feathers across the road. The wreck happened at approximately 3.30 a.m., early morning accident. Washington State Patrol, Washington State Police uh, Patrol um, told the station a semi-driver reportedly didn't have any injuries and claimed that he had fallen asleep at the wheel. Wow. Now, Trooper Rick Johnson told a Q13 driver who received a citation for his uh, negative, his uh, neglect driving. Q13 must be his call name on his CB situation. That still goes on very strong. Mm-hmm. It's updated. It's got more, it's a lot more technology with it, but it still exists. And the cops just called him Q13. Wow. Okay. It's amazing. If they pull over a black person, they say your first and last name. How about that? Anyway, the feds are reportedly being transported from uh, Foster Farms. Do we know that place? I'm not familiar with it. What's that place down by DMV? What is that called? Royal Farms. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's different. 
right, foul it was a foul way to start the day with the Twitter <laughs> handle was all day. Oh, that was foul. That's fine. Were you foul with that? But my question is, feathers. I mean, are we saving you know every part of the chicken these days? I'm wondering where were the chickens. Well, I know that back in the day when you wore your little Stetson hat, there was a feather inside of that. But I never understood, you know, why are we keeping everything like on a chicken? Why do we keep that little butt that dangles on the back of his ass? Who knows? You know, and some people actually crack it open and eat it. But well, people say that's a whole another story. It's anyway. a rooted to the to the situation. <laughs> but I just want to know what happened to all those chickens if you got that many feathers where are the chickens well as it goes on it said uh, the Twitter stuff started getting crazy uh, and people were saying I would say uh, uh, good luck cleaning up all that Uh okay yeah everything has a but I can see that you uh, scrambled I see you scrambled to take care of it already (laughs) all right the department later said in another message uh, one of our traffic engineers uh, did the math. 40,000 pounds of chicken feathers equals 18 million feathers. They still weigh the same as 40,000 pounds of bricks. Oh, my goodness. You know, here comes the analogy people and all that. In addition, 40,000 pounds is still 40,000 pounds. In addition, with 8,000 feathers on a, on, a, on a chicken, that's almost 2,300 chickens worth of feathers. <laughs> Now everybody's getting all deep with the bullshit, okay? So it's a lot so of feathers. So, in all actuality, the, the mess that Man, morning. What the cluck? The mess that morning during rush hour really ruffled people's you know what. Their feathers. Their feathers, okay? What the cluck? And the commuters driving in from uh, Tacoma said that estimate that the travel that day from the city of Seattle. To Tacoma, Washington took 93 minutes at one point. Okay, all lanes were blocked at times as crews worked to remove the trucks and scoop up the feathers. The freeway reopened about 7:30 a.m., but a backup stretched for miles, according to the Seattle Times. That's a mess. Okay, chicken feathers. Chicken feathers. Too many feathers. Mm, I thought they threw them away. I know they saved them. I guess you gotta do something. See, okay. down south there used to be a job where that's where the term came from. Never heard people call somebody you cotton picking, chicken plucking. They were plucking. Oh yeah, the feathers, I have heard that phrase. Right? When you dip a chicken in hot chicken water, plucking. you know. Ew. You, well, you gotta loosen up his, his back and his body in order to get the feathers off. Okay, know? I didn't need to know that. First you snap his neck, then you dip. Oh him. come on. Oh, here's a person that eats chicken three times a week, and you bitching. I don't want to know that. You're bitching. I don't want to know that. The way that. you suck them bones. I don't you got the want nerve, to know. The nerve of you. The noise. You might got to do it. Yeah, yeah just. Oh, I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know that. That's horrible. What a way to go. Uh, I'm. I'm, I'm She's like a nice, pretty, and Popeyes up on that. On the back, a uh, little rack back there. Uh, give me a mile. Uh, give me a, a spicy. All right, I'm going to wrap this weird news up. Uh, uh, talk about some okay, hotels. Okay, what you got? 
Uh, hotel okay, Oh, boy. Hotel cancels after group seeks to break world record for largest orgy. I haven't heard that, that word in a minute. The group oh, wow. Yeah, sure, Kettle. Uh, yeah, okay. Kiss it, kiss it, kiss it. Put you on the kiss and live. The group um, hoping to crush, interesting word, um, the Guinness uh, record for the world's largest recorded orgy, scrambled to find a new place to hold the event after the Las Vegas, Las Vegas hotel they planned to host it pulled out. Really? Mm. The event they pulled out? Since- really? Yeah, the Sin City in in Vegas. The event called Sin City 8 was slated to occur on June 2nd at the Embassy Suite. Oh, my goodness, in Las Vegas. But it appears the hotel wasn't aware of what was getting itself into. They go on to say, we have reached an agreement with the group, guests of the group, are welcome to stay at our hotel, but no events of any kind associated with Sin City 8 will take place at the Embassy Suites. Um, when we become fully aware of the nature of the functions intended to be held at the hotel, we advise the group that the events were not consistent with the standards and environment we support and consequently will not be permitted to take place at our property. Whatever. <laughs> the group which hopes to uh, break the record held by Japan of 500 people. Oh, my goodness. Simultaneously yeah. having sex were able to find a new place for their attempt, the Erotic Heritage Museum. What? Oh, my God. Some event goers were offered a shuttle to the museum for the hotel. from the hotel. What are they going to do next? I haven't either. Let me see. According to their um, website, the hotel was sold out due to the event, but tickets were still available to all events, which included a pool party <laughs> and workshops. They got pool parties and workshops besides sex? Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Okay. You know that was about to be a big funky mess. Uh, uh, uh. Yep, yep, yep. But you know what? Okay. See, I'm calling bull on that hotel. Which hotel was that? Oh. Put them on the kiss it list. Embassy Suites in uh, Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm calling bull on that because you and I both know when you plan a large event and you're blocking uh-huh. rooms and everything. You put down uh, what the name of the event is, and you have to give them certain information, like if you need catering and this and that to get rooms for banquets and all that kind of stuff. you got to give them mm-hmm. some information. You can't just say, mm-hmm. oh, it's just a bunch of us coming, you know, just to hang out. No, you give them mm-hmm. some information. Right. Okay. These people well, they clearly are trying to keep it a secret. Because they're trying to break a Guinness, a, a Guinness's record or something, so mm-hmm. I don't think they would have been that secretive to say, "Oh, it's a it's a dentist convention," when they knew they right. were trying to have a big old orgy. So I, I think that hotel's full of crap. Probably somebody okay. found out about it and said, "Oh no, you can't do that." Call those people and tell them we're not doing it. How can I get a job at Guinness as a consultant? Oh, here goes, we go. Goes in our book. Oh, okay. 
I don't know. Why don't you tweet them? Look them up on Twitter. Well, any any Anyhow. any um, listeners out there, if they know how you can uh, be part of that Guinness Book of World Records, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. Impress oh, and press one. Impress one. Papa Didi mm-hmm. needs a new job. We're oh, gonna go. Lord. We'll write him a nice reference letter too. Mm-hmm. From Send the original pajama party. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, we'll no, take a little Yeah, we'll take a little break, and we'll. Uh... Okay, and we'll be right back with I'm just saying. You sweet Ben Rouge. This is Red Wine. And if you haven't heard of the Pajama Party Show, you have been missing out. We've got Hot Topics, Hit It and Quit It Headlines, What's Poppin' with Papa Didi, Weird News, and I'm Just Saying with Me, Living for the City with Papa Didi, and the Hollywood Wrap-Up with Kettle, the Cocktail of the Week, my favorite, and the world-famous Kiss It List, and of course, The Last Word. We serve it up every week on A Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern at 914-803-4306. Or you can listen live online at www.apajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Alright, welcome back to the Pajama Party. My host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. A bonsoir, darling. And yeehaw! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, Miss Red Wine. What you got? What you got? It's time for I'm Just Saying. And tonight, I'm going to talk about something I saw on the news recently. Mm-mm. I, you know, I got to talk about it. When Uh-oh. I see these things, I try to let it slide, but I couldn't let this dude slide. Dude. So tonight, yeah, this dude, I couldn't let him slide. So tonight, I'm just saying, what are you not getting? That's my question to this dude. What are you not getting? As in, what are you not understanding? What are you not getting? So this week, we learned about this 30-year-old son who was told to leave his parents' home on more than one occasion. Now, his parents gave him a total of five eviction notices. Five. It's bad enough you got to give your own son an eviction notice, but they gave him five. They offered him some money to try to help him to get moved into his own place, but he refused to move out. Each time, he just refused to go. I'm just saying, dude, what are you not getting? At 30 years old, Do you need some kind of a 3D map or something? They want you gone. Get out. It got so bad that the parents had to go get legal remedy to get their son to get out of their house. So they took the man to court. How sad and pathetic is that? And this happened in New York. I want to say Schenectady. I forgot where in New York, but it happened in New York. And on this past Tuesday, when they got to court... The judge ruled in favor of the parents, and they told, dude, you got to get out. I'm just saying, what is he not getting? Do you not understand that they don't want you in the house anymore? Get the hell out. 
It's not like they were dropping subtle hints. They told him straight up, under no uncertain terms, get out. And even after the judge told him to vacate the premises, he's still fighting back, talking about he's appealing and all this stuff because they didn't give him proper notice. These are your parents. They allowed you to come back to the house after you moved out, and this is how you act? What are you not getting? This unbelievable man-child wants six months' notice to vacate. Who does that, especially to their own parents? Is it something wrong with him? Is it something wrong with them? Is it the whole family? It just makes you wonder. This man-child moved back home eight years ago when he lost his job under the guise of saying, look, I'm going to move out as soon as I get on my feet, get another job, yada, yada. So what happened to that plan? Now, here we are eight years later, 30 years old, and you're fighting your parents in court, asking a judge to not force you to get out of your parents' house? This is beyond crazy. I've never seen anything like this in my life. When is enough enough? There's a such thing as helping your grown children, and then there's a different situation when you enable your grown children. Now, here's the note that the parents left him on February 2nd. They said, after a discussion with your mother, we have decided you must leave this house immediately. You have 14 days to vacate. You will not be allowed to return. We will take whatever actions are necessary to enforce this decision. Now, you know there's a dysfunctional situation when your parents leave you a note like that. This sounds like a renter, somebody you're not related to, have no relationship with. But that's what they left him on February 2nd. So shortly after that note, his parents decided to seek legal counsel and they served him another note on February 13th. So that was about roughly, what, two weeks later? They give him another note, granting him 30 days to move out or they're going to start some kind of procedures against him. Five days after that, they give him another note, and they offered him some advice, and they said, look, we'll give you $1,100 to help you move and find another place, etc." And the advice they gave him was basically telling him he needs to, like, organize his life, do this, do that, and all. Stuff that a 30-year-old man ought to know. I mean, really. It was ridiculous. But he still doesn't seem to get it. And he wouldn't take the money because he doesn't really want to move. Yet he says, I really want to get out of here. Well, then act like it. Get out. Get out. I'm just saying, what is he not getting? After all this, he says, like I said, he wants to leave, but he doesn't have the means to leave, and that's why he said he needs another six months. Okay, newsflash, if you didn't get it together in eight years, I don't see what another six months is going to do for you. Six months, six years, it won't matter. This dude is messed up. I got advice for him while they're giving advice. I got advice for you, dude. (laughs) Here's my advice. Get your life. Get your life. You are a grown man acting like a little boy who pretends to be grown, and nobody has time for that. Boy, bye. Get out.
I keep saying it over and over because I want him to understand because clearly he's not getting it. Get out. Your parents want you out. I want you out. The judge wants you out. Get out. <laughs> it's not hard. Get out. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, I I know I, I know that he's not understanding because clearly he's still up in the house, but oh I'm just saying, God. dude, get out. What is your problem? Stop leeching off of your parents. And again, oh for the record, boy, bye. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Red wine, I have to say, you bring a new meaning to get out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, some crazy stuff. That was a good one. <laughs> I've never oh, seen boy. a situation like this. I haven't either. Uh-uh. So what is the judge saying? They said he has, to, he has to vacate the premises? Yeah, the judge told him that you legally are being evicted. Get out. And he's right. trying to appeal it, talking about, I need six more months. I'm like, dude. It's- you had eight Is he years. special or something? <laughs> not in that way, no. Yeah, okay. He's not yeah. yellow bus special, but it, something seems to be wrong. He might be yellow bus special. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't oh, know. That I've funny. never seen anything like it. Okay. And what state was this? This is in New York. Go figure. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's my mantra, my mantra tonight. Get out. (laughs) All right. I'm going to give the mic over to Papa Didi, living for the city. Maybe you can get this dude and get out. All right. Um, What I got here for living for the city tonight is that Washington State Highway uh, covered in 40,000 pounds of chicken feathers. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh boy, you, you got another oh, No, no, let's let's get serious for a minute. Uh, living for the city tonight. You know, let me just describe what living for the city is all about. Uh, being as one of my segments, living for the city, it it really originated by Stevie Wonder, of course, and it it was on his uh, album called. Uh, if you want to get a great album by Stevie Wonder, if you want if you want music that you can put in your CD player. And you can drive for miles. It's the Stevie Wonder album called Inner Vision. It's filled with everything, Golden Lady, uh, all that jazz, Living for the City. Living for the City basically describes the fact that that's how you're living, or that's how you're living. But to speak for the city, that's how you're living. You're living at the point where you're living with the basic entities or what you think you need, you really don't even know what you need. You're passing down things to your children, whether it be welfare or whether it be uh, destitute lifestyles, whether it be Section 8s, whether it be SSIs, whether it be all kind of crazy stuff that's been transferred for years and years and years to the state of, of, of obesity, if it's such a word. And and you're living that way because you have no work ethic and you have no uh, ability to go out there and make a life or living for yourself no matter what you're doing, whether you're selling pencils or or making pencils or whatever you're doing. No matter what you do, you just do what you do. 
because everybody needs somebody for their own particular survival. So you got to figure out what you can do that's going to help somebody else survive and what someone else can do to help you survive. And that's what life is about, how the circle of life moves on. But if you get in a situation where you're not going to work, where you're going to rely on that welfare check, you're going to you may have another baby to get another $42 in your little check and another $84 in your food stamp. I mean, people. Some people actually doing—they're doing the math on this. You know, I visualized this stuff years ago, years and years ago when I was, you know, like I, I think when I first came out of the military. I'm not going to say a year. I'm not going to get into my business that deep. But but I started uh, like a person fresh out the military, renting a room, and renting the efficiency, and then renting a one bedroom, and then renting a two bedroom, and then eventually, you know, buying a house and 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 and, and doing all the things you do. When it comes to the progress, that's the progress of life. Now, living for the city means that you're setting your ways in ways where you think you can just get over it. You ain't got jobs, address. You ain't got nothing else going on. Everything you're doing is based on your dependency on somebody else providing for you and getting over any way you can. And this exists in our society. Underneath our nose every single day. Don't think it don't. It could be your brother. It could be your damn sister, you know? So nobody is immune to this, black, white, or indifferent. Don't ever think that the welfare system belongs to black people. Don't be stupid. Don't be fooled by that move. Because if you're around black people, then you're going to think that's what it is. But take your ass out to Montana somewhere or up there in West Virginia somewhere. Or you can even go down to a few counties I won't name in Maryland or a few areas of D.C. And you'll see that the welfare check goes to everybody, black, white, Chinese, red, blue, purple, whatever you may be. So living for the city means that you really have stopped caring about your life and the life that God has blessed on you. And you decided to take it on the chin and rely on every little thing you can get, whether it be SSI, whatever initials or narratives or, or uh, what do you call those things in the, in the government, the different things they use to explain the subsidies. The different, uh, not the subsidies, but the different when they use a word and break it up into a phrase. Like oh, acronyms. Acronyms, yeah. You can have 9,000 acronyms to attach to your particular situation, but it don't make it better because it only get blessed with one life. And whether you want to live your life getting out there and doing something for society and making something work for yourself, you want to sit back and receive and lay on your ass and get $41 for your next child that you bring into the world and another $69 in food stamps. That's your choice. And that's what living for the sea means. You're just living enough for the city. Okay. That's it for that. Broke that down. Broke it down. All right. Living just enough for the city. That's a rough way to live. Just enough for the city. Don't quit your day job, cattle. <laughs> All right, Kevin, uh-huh. so let's go out to the West Coast. Uh, what's happening uh-huh. in Hollywood this week? Entertainment. All righty. You want the good news or the bad news? Uh, let's go with the bad news. All right. Mario Batali. Unfortunately, his three Las Vegas restaurants are closing in light of his sexual misconduct allegations. He's getting wow. ass handed to him. He yep. sure is. He's a nice guy, too. I like um, it's getting crazy. It closed, they're they're going to close July 27th. A, de- a decision that um, 
comes as the, as the New York uh, Police Department conducts an investigation into allegations of sexual misconduct leaving against the celebrity chef. The enclosures uh, of B&B Restaurant K, Oto, and um, Carnvino will affect about 298 employees, most of whom oh, uh, wow. they will be laid off. Yeah. Um B&B Restaurante and Oto are both located in the Venetian, the Venetian Hotel. Um, the other one is located in the um, Palazzo Hotel. Um, a B&B representative said Las Vegas Sands' decision to close the restaurant has been in the works since December um, when uh, they published an investigative report for which four women accused Vitali of inappropriate touching over a period of two decades. Uh, Vitali did not deny these allegations, saying at the time that the um, behavior described in the article does, in fact, match up with ways I have acted. So he didn't deny it. So. Unfortunate. Um, also That's in a statement that. to CBS, but, but in, in a statement to CBS, Vitali denied that he has he, that he assaulted the woman. Vitaly, um, um, a small minority interest in the um, Italy USA, which has Italian-style marketplaces in L.A., um, New York, Chicago, and Boston. Um, those are going to be affected also. Um, ABC has terminated his relationship with Vitaly. Uh, remember, he did the show called The Chew. And found out today oh, yeah. that the Chew is um, not going to go for the next run. Um, they're going to cancel that. So I'm not sure because of those allegations or because the ratings are low or what. And it's going to be replaced by a third hour of Good Morning America. Really? Like we need more of Good Morning America. A third hour? Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Shoot me now, oh. right? <laughs> bite me, bite me, bite me. Oh, boy. Okay. All right, in other news, um, Daniel uh, Craig, he's going to return as 007 in 2019. Remember, he claimed that he would never go back to that. He said he would slash his wrists first before he went back to the uh, 007 yeah. um, series. He, he said yep. no more James Bond. Yep. Okay. Confirmation of Craig's fifth Bond film follows speculation that the 50-year actor was about to hand in his license to kill. He said in 2015 that he would rather slash my wrist than return to the role, but later backtracked on those remarks um, uh-huh. after, he, after he made that last movie, Spectrum. I guess they probably came to him more money. Who knows? Um, Whatever. Sony Pictures, they have had the... Um, James Bond series for a decade, uh, but the Universal Pictures will release the next installment of the um, Super Spy franchise uh, internationally, but MGM will handle the U.S. release. Um, yep, yep. So we shall see him again in 2019. So. Mm. And uh, movies to go see this weekend. Here we go, another Star Wars movie. Solo, a Star Wars story. It's going to open nationwide, which today is a sci-fi. Um, it does have some interesting uh, cast. Uh, Donald Glover, he does the um, uh, Atlanta series. 
uh, Tangie Newton and Woody Harrelson. That's my boy. I like Woody Harrelson. Um, uh-huh. Also, uh, Future World is going to have James Franco in that. Um, it's a sci-fi also. Also, check out Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley is um, it's a passionate love affair, few the creation of trailblazing writer Mary Shelley's gothic masterpiece, uh, Frankenstein. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's right, right. Piece. Right, that's a, like a period piece, so it, it's back 1800 sometimes. Um, also, um, The Gospel According to Andre, it's a documentary that chronic, um, chronicles the life and career of Andre Leon Talley, the former um, Vogue magazine editor at large. Oh, yeah. He used to work a lot with uh, Tyra Banks on her show. Mm-hmm. So. I used to always wear capes and whatnot. Real flamboyant guy. Miss J? No, mm-hmm. Andre yep. Leon Talley. Mm-hmm. He was an older and guy. It, He'd been around with different designers for years and stuff. Well, he's really made a name for himself. So mm-hmm. That movie's called The Gospel According to Andre. So um, okay. those are my picks for this week. So, unfortunately, another Star Wars movie. Uh, that's not my favorite, but that's supposed to be the hottest thing going on. So go check it out. Well, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Well, it thank is. you so much. That's the hot mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I've got the cocktail of the week, so I guess I'll just launch right into it. I've got okay. a cocktail this week. It's called the Strawberry Shortcake. Wow. And this is it's really cute, very tasty. It's light, but it will definitely get you where you might want to go. Uh-oh. It's a strawberry shortcake. You need two ounces of vodka, one ounce of fresh-squeezed lemon juice, and a half an ounce of strawberry simple syrup. And you mm-hmm. want to top it off with something bubbly like champagne or Prosecco or some sparkling wine. So basically, you just take the vodka and the lemon juice and the simple syrup, Put it in a shaker with ice, shake it up, strain it into a martini glass, and then top it off with some either champagne, Prosecco, or a sparkling wine to give it that fizz. And there you got your strawberry shortcake. It is nice. This is a perfect summertime drink, too. So check out the website on apajamaparty.com. Click on Cocktail of the Week. And you can get a picture of it and get the recipe and try it for yourself. And let us know. Try it and you like it or you don't. Holler back. Let us know. Sounds good. Hey. Hey, 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 Oh, boy. (laughs) You cut off. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Too much of that strawberry shortcake. Uh, Kiss It List, Papa Didi. What's up with the Kiss It List? I don't know where it is. but uh, Can you tell people what it is? It's for the, the last couple of weeks, people that did their thing and they were crazy with it. We got them uh, on blast and we're going to kick them in the posterior. Oh, kick them in the posterior. Posterior. Well, here's who I would like to kick in the posterior, starting with Daniel Craig. After all that smack he talked about, I'll never play James Bond again. I'd rather slit my wrist. And now he's doing another James Bond movie, so you pull a crap, Daniel Craig, and you're on the kiss it list. Uh, I know that's right. Also, also, I got that Las Vegas hotel. I forgot what chain it was. 
that wouldn't let the orgy people have their orgy stuff there. You, you're faking. Suite. You are faking. Somebody <laughs> pulled a plug and bust you, and then you got scared and backed out. You're full of crap. Also, mm-hmm. that 30-year-old man-child that won't get out of his parents' house. Oh, for kiss sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the White House Communications Office for putting that coin out ahead of the event. And now they look real stupid because the event probably will never happen. Uh, we got Roger Goodell with a new policy on the uh, the flag and all that stuff. There you go. Uh, that's all I got. Oh, Trump, he's always on the kiss it list. Always. Anybody else? Oh, Pence. I need to start adding him on there in general. Mike Pence. Pence. Uh, anybody okay. else, Papa D? Oh, that's it, Okay, Kelly, you got anybody else? No, that's it. You can help everybody. I don't want to slight anybody, but anybody mm-hmm. else, if you know you belong on the Kiss It list, put yourself on the <laughs> list and enjoy your fries. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm your host, Papa Dita, and we're Kettle. Hello. Kettle. And Red Wine. Hello, darlings, and bonsoir for the last time tonight. <laughs> it's that time. It's time for the last word. It's the last rodeo. We don't care where you go, but you got to get up out of here. What's your last word tonight, Papa Didi? My last word is to uh, take care of yourself and each other. Life is very short. Uh, Take life serious. And please don't live just enough for the city. Amen to that. My last word is, when somebody tells you they don't want you anymore, get out. It's not that hard. Get out. Don't stay where you're not wanted. Don't throw you anymore. That's my last word. Thanks for hanging with us tonight. Um, Oh, shout out to Mama Z. We love you. All right. Thanks. And Sticky, too. All right. You took the words right out my mouth. (laughs) My last word is get out. (laughs) Whatever situation you're in, get out. Get out. And uh, the initials, uh, on, on a serious note, I'm going to do me a T-shirt. STG, stop the gun. Just simple as that. Just stop the gun. Let's just stop shooting each other. And let's figure out what the hell is going on and what we need to do for each other. Because us killing each other, I'm telling you, nothing, gonna be but, nothing but the animals left. <laughs> we ain't going to be here no more. 
that's a good point. All right. Well, that's our show for tonight. Thank you, Kettle. Thank you, Papa Didi. And thank you to our listening audience for hanging out with us. Appreciate you as always. Make sure you tell a friend. Tell them to hang out with us sometime. Check us out online. Uh, You can listen to previous episodes and tonight's episode on apajamaparty.com. That's A, the letter A, pajamaparty.com. And uh, check us out. Make sure you check out the cocktail of the week. Get that recipe. And uh, previous cocktails of the week, we got them going back to, what, 2014. So if you ever need a cocktail, check out our library because we've got you covered. Uh, I guess that's it. Thanks to DC Homegrown, our parent company, for keeping the lights on for us. We do appreciate you. Uh, Papa Didi, you want to say goodnight? Good night, everybody. Kevin? Good night, everybody, and uh, have a safe weekend. All right, and this is Red Wine saying good night. Happy Memorial Day. Y'all be safe with those barbecue grills and stuff. Don't hurt yourself. I did want to say one last note. Um, somebody mentioned on the radio, wow, this weekend is important. And let's not forget that. I mean, we're going to barbecue, grills, and this and that. But the thing is to remember is the people that, while we're here, kept us free. That's the main thing right this weekend. So I just want to just make that point. That's true. Don't lose sight of what Memorial Day is all about. That's true. And uh, if you know anybody, just just honor them in in some way, you know, whatever way it is, any kind of act of kindness or whatever, just honor them and um, just uplift them. Let's uplift ourselves. That's what we really need. That's That's true. Remember the people that gave their life for this country to keep us free. And your family members, Mm -hmm. go out there and put something on a gravesite if you got a time. That's true. All right, people, we're done. We're going to shut it down till next Friday. Peace. We're out. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatetti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show, and good night.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.